So Philippians chapter 3. And we're going to read in your hearing from the New International Version, verses 10 through 16. Verses 10 through 16. And it reads as this. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings. Becoming like him in his death. And so, somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained all of this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us then who are mature, all of us then who are mature, all of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. Amen? Amen. Our subject this morning is coming from verse number 12. Our subject is coming from verse number 12. And it reads, not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. I press on. So our subject for this morning is press on because you can Press on because you can. Press on because you can. When I first got together and I started, when the Lord gave me the uh, idea for this message, when as I was thinking about it, the very first thing that popped into my mind was press on nails. (laughs) The first thing that popped into my mind was press on nails. And if you take a look at them, I mean, they look good, they're fancy. I mean, everybody loves press-on nails. You make you look fly. But the thing about the press-on nails is they have, it's very easy to put them on. It's, it's not a lot of work, very easy, and that's why they call them press-on nails. Very simple, not a lot of effort required. We just press them on. And as I thought about that press-on nails, it's like, well, I think we, this message is requiring a little bit more effort than that. So my next thought was a garment presser, a garment presser. Somebody that presses garment when you take your clothes to a cleaner's. Now, I know a lot of you don't know much about pressing garments. and You may not even use irons anymore. But the thing about it, that presser, most of the work is being done by the steam and the presser that he pulls down. Not a lot of effort required of the individual. All of the work is being done by the piece of equipment. The steam is pressing it and moving out all of those wrinkles. The steam is making it flat. It's the steam that's pressing this thing. Mm. And then my next thought was, I thought of a man bench pressing some weights. And then I said, Lord, now that's where we are going. A man that's bench pressing some weights. Look at those legs. Look at those arms. He's straining and he is pressing to lift that weight. And as we exercise our bodies, if somebody is an exerciser or a weightlifter, the thing you're trying to do is you're trying to move from one state to another state. You're trying to get better. You are pressing. You're putting forth an effort. 
The weightlifting is not about the weights, it's really about the effort that you put into it. It's the friction as you press against it. The more friction there is, the more muscle you build. The more you push, the more you build. And then if you are doing it correctly, you will make sure that you tune and fine tune and tone those muscles. It's an effort required when you're trying to bench press weights. It's an effort to go from 50 pounds to 100, to go from 100 to 200. It's an effort, it's an always moving forward progress that you're trying to do in bench pressing those weights. And that's the thought God gave me for us in life today. As we move forward in life, we've got to press our way forward. See, life is not taking a simple walk through the valley. You know, it's not an everyday walking about the roses and smelling the roses and seeing the bright sunshine today. That's not life. Life, according to the song we just heard, has many things. It's a tedious journey. It's a progress. It's a walk. It's a movement. It's a growth. It's a benefit. And we are supposed to move through this life in an effort. So as we press on, as we begin to press on, we have to think about the fact that there are so many things that have happened to us in life. In our pressing on, we got to make sure that we move forward. We got to make sure we are proceeding. We got to make sure we're advancing. Make sure we are carrying on. We are keeping on. We are progressing. We are moving ahead. We are going forward. We are reaching. We are straining. We are stretching. We are putting forth a vigorous effort. Press on! Because you can. You really can. And so as we move forward in life, we got to realize that life is not just sitting back, waiting for everything to drop into our lives. We've got to put forth an effort. As we make our way through the word of God, we will find that there are so many words in the Bible that scriptures that are action related. It says, let us lay aside every weight and sin that beseeches us, that outweighs us. Let us do these things. Let us run this race. You know, see, there's effort required on our part. Yes, I know God's a great God and God's going to do all these great things for us. But God's also expecting us to do our part. And we have to motivate ourselves to press on because we can. See, over these last couple of years, it's been tough. It really has been tough. It's been tough for a lot of us. We've been dealing with a lot of things. We had the whole political arena, and even now that's going on. You know, we had that really nice guy, a friend of ours, that's over in the White House on 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Everybody know the guy, you know, good, good friend of yours. You all know him. That guy was there, and everybody was talking and debating about him all the time, saying, oh, my gosh, where is he going and what is he doing? And then from there started even more political debate. And some people have gotten down on their luck, and they felt depressed, and they're struggling because the politics of this nation are changing. And then we struggled with racial inequality. So many of us thought as we were growing up that maybe those things are gone now. Martin Luther King and all of our leaders that came before us, I thought they fixed all of that. No, they didn't fix it. It's still here. And we have to deal with that every day. We have to press on. We have to move forward. We have to figure out how we can do our part to make this world better. So we have to keep moving forward. Racial inequality is still there. It was just hidden. It was under the rug for a little while, but it raised its head, and now it's the center of our conversation again. 
And then came along COVID. So many of us have heard about COVID. I think you've heard about COVID. All of the issues. Should I get vaccinated? Should you not get vaccinated? Should I wear a mask? Not wear a mask. Can I get some hand sanitizer? Can I get some Lysol? Who bought all the toilet paper? You know? All of those things came and we just talked about that. And you know what that what did? That caused us to have some struggles and some issues. That caused us to suffer because one of the things that happened in this whole COVID environment was that we were closed in and we were isolated. We were in our homes for a long period of time. So a lot of you have struggled. A lot of you have hurt. You have strained. A lot of you have been thinking, I can't go forward. I can't make it because of all of the pressure on life. I can't make it. I'm isolated. I'm here alone. Nobody cares about me. Nobody worries about me. Nobody checks on me. What am I going to do? I can't make it. It's hard to get up off of this sofa. I can't get out of the bed. I don't feel good today. But you can press on. I know you can press on. It's in God's word. I know you can press on. And that's what we want to talk to you about this morning. We've got to figure out a way to motivate ourselves. We've got to try to get ourselves going. A lot of you have suffered. Pastor Mac mentioned it earlier about being the congregational director here at the church. And because of that, I've talked to so many of you on the phone. I've heard your calls. I've heard your cries. I remember one day going home and telling my wife I was saying that. She was saying, how was the day? And I said, it was pretty good. I said, but you know what? Sometimes the weight is heavy. I don't know how Pastor Jackson handles it because the weight is heavy. I said, because when you pick up the phone and when you answer that phone and say, Bible Way Church, and that person's in a full out cry, a full out cry, and they're just crying. And you can't say a thing because all they're doing is crying. And I'm not talking about whimpering, I'm talking about crying. Why? Because of the struggles and the strains and the cares of life have weighed them down. The deaths in their family, the hurting of their hearts, their bodies are falling apart. Their money is short. They lost their job. And what they want to do now is they want to give up. But you can't give up. You got to press on. You got to press on because you can't. You got to keep moving forward. God did not give you this life to sit down on it. Move forward in the name of Jesus. You got to move forward. We got to remember that God is an awesome God. He's poured some things inside of us. God said that he would take care of us. I mean, our theme for this year at the church has been God will restore us, restore, support, and strengthen us. And he does that. God does restore us. This has been a year of restoration. Many people have returned to work and gotten jobs and gotten their finances together. God does restore us. God has supported us. He's lifted us up. He's given us a firm foundation to stand on. Our men's theme for this year was men upholding the ministry. Talking about men, if they learn who they are and be who they're supposed to be, they can be part of that firm foundation God created to uphold the ministry. And God has strengthened us. He's given us strength in our hearts, in our minds, in our bodies. He's strengthened us. But then we got to remember in all of that, we still have a part that we have to move forward. We've got to press on. We really have to press on. As, we, as I've been going through this year and I was thinking about this thing and I said, God, so sometimes we are just really struggling and how are we going to make it? I remember some of the phone calls that I've gotten, some of the visits, some of the funerals that we've gone to. We've done so many funerals. We've visited homes. And it's just been hard. 
And as I thought back on one of our brothers, I was thinking back on one of my brothers and I was thinking about how he has progressed. My mind went back as I thought about Brother Corey Mitchell. And I remember, remember going to visit him before the pandemic, him laying there in that bed. And then I watched him over this last couple of years as he's moved, as he's struggled, and as he's strained and he's progressed. And he's learned how to begin to walk again. And he had some surgery this week. And we're praying that that went well because he's moving forward. He's not sitting still. Yes, something happened that he lost the use of his legs. Yeah, a terrible disease came. They took that from him. But guess what? He's not sitting down on it. He's moving forward. And in the name of Jesus, he believes that he's going to walk again. He's moving forward. Why? Because he can. That's what we need to do. We have to press forward. God has done too much for us. God said, I've poured into you. I've made you to be somebody. I've created you to be kings and queens. I've created you to be powerful in might. I've created you to be powerful. I've created you to be strong. I've created you to be able to, he says what? I did not give you a spirit of fear, but I gave you a, a, I gave you a spirit of what? Power, love, and a sound mind. A sound mind. We're supposed to be able to move forward, and that's part of the press. You gotta motivate yourself. I know it's tough and I don't want to make light of your issues. Some of you are really struggling. You're locked in. You're on your sofa. You can't make it. I've heard those calls. I know that you've been trying and trying to get those things that you desired of the Lord. You've prayed for years and you haven't gotten it yet. I know you've been working for those health issues. You've been, you've been appealing to the VA hospital over and over and you've been waiting. I know you've been trying to get various surgeries done to your body and it hadn't happened. I know you've prayed for that help for your family. I know you prayed for that spouse I know you prayed for your children and it hadn't turned out right but you can't quit now you can't give up you gotta keep moving forward you got to you got to stick this fight out you gotta keep going you gotta press on you can't turn around now it's too late you in this thing we in this fight to win it and we're gonna press on because we can that's what we're talking about this ain't no press on nails game here baby this is all about lifting some heavy weights because we are who God called us to be. He says, I, I made you a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. I made you to be some powerful people. I made you to be people that can stand on the tread and tread on the, the head of a serpent. I've given you power. Why? Because he says, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. I put a power in you. I put a great power in you. You know, we like to quote that scripture from Ephesians, Ephesians 3 and 20, when we say, now unto him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think. It sounds good. God can do exceedingly and abundantly above all that I ask or think. But you got to read the rest of it. It says, according to the power that worketh in you. The power, the power of God. If you have Christ in your life, there's a power in you. And there's power, and you can evoke that power, and there are things that can be done. You can change with that power. And so that's what we're talking about here. We've got to press on. we got to press on. Well, as we press on, let us go to the Word. Let us go to the Word. Our scripture today came from the book of Philippians, and we're going to talk about that for a really short while, and then we'll sit down. It real quick in the book of Philippians, in the third chapter, is where our scripture came from this morning. And we know that the book of Philippians was written by Paul the Apostle. And Paul, when he wrote this book, he was the one that one of the first things he did on the European continent was to go plant a church in the, in the city of Philippi. 
a really nice city, a wealthy city. And he went there to the city of Philippi on his second missionary journey and his first time to Europe. So he went there and he planted this city. And he saw these people and he met these people. Well, five years later, because of their growth and because of their love, he returned to that city to visit them again. And he was happy to see the growth. He was happy to see the progress. And he was happy to see what they were doing. Well, five years after that, Paul finds himself now in a Roman jail. And while he's in this jail, he begins to pen a letter. And the reason why he penned the letter was because the word had gotten out that Paul was in prison. And they had sent that word back to the city of Philippi. And the Philippines there, they decided that Paul, that's our man. You know, he's the guy that encourages us. We're going to send him some support. Mm, interesting concept. We're going to send him some help. We're going to send him some finances. Are we helping and supporting those around us? You know, the lady down the street that you know has no food, are you sending her some support? You know, the guy down the street that lost his job, are you going out there helping him? Are we sending somebody support? You know, the people in your family that are sick, are you visiting them? Are you calling them? Are you trying to take care of their children for them? Are you sending some support? Just a, just a thought, just a thought. So the people of Philippi, they sent Paul some support. And when they sent him that support, and they sent him by a guy by the name of Epaphroditus, and as he came to see Paul, he was there ministering with Paul. He also got sick. He also got sick. He got sick while he was there because he was struggling with all of the things that Paul was going through. So while when he got sick. It began to weigh on Paul, and Paul said, look, man, you getting sick, you making me sick, you got to get out of here. You know what I'm saying? I got to send you back. So when he sent him back, he sent him back with this letter, and he wrote to the people in Philippi, and he wanted to let them know, I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. In the first chapter, he told them, he said, you know what? I thank my God every time I remember about you. Every time I think about you, Elder Edie, I ought to be praying for you. Elder Corey, every time I think about you, I ought to be praying for you. He says, every time I think of you, I remember you in prayer. He says, I'm always in prayer for you all the time. Making a request with what? Joy. He says, because your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, I'm confident of this very thing. I'm confident of this. That that which the Lord God has started in you, he will complete it. He says, God has started a work in you. And that's an attitude that we ought to have as we press on. God starts something in us. And we need to understand, this is not a little short walk. This is a long walk. God creates something in us. And we want to be able to stick it out. God says, that which I've started in you, I will complete it. In other words, he's never going to leave you nor forsake you. He's right there beside you and he's going to continue to grow you. And so as Paul wrote this to them, he says, I pray that your love may abound more and more in knowledge. And as he continued to encourage them, he, in the second chapter, he went over there and told them that, you know what, there ought to be some joy. If there's any joy, if there's any love, if there's any, any consolation in you, be also like I am. He says, you ought to be able to esteem, think about, put others before yourself. Think of others better than yourself. He said, think about who you are. You ought to have a humble mind, like the same mind that was in Christ Jesus. These are the things that Paul was telling them. But then when he got to the third chapter, 
That's where our scripture is for today. He wanted to also encourage them. This book is a book of joy, a book of rejoicing, but at the same time, it's a book of growth. It's a book of pushing forward, moving forward. It's a book of growth. So when we get to this third chapter, we see some encouragement for Paul. And real quick, I'm gonna make three points to you and then I'm gonna get out of your way. I know some of you've already had the grits. See, in the first service I talked about donuts, but you guys, some of the people left here ain't got their eggs and grits. So I know it's starting to settle in, but that's all right, I won't keep you much longer. But guess why, because we are gonna press on, right? Three key points, we are gonna press on. Our very first point comes from um, Ephesians chapter three, verse number 13 our very first point and it says brothers and sisters I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it but one thing one thing one thing I do forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead our very first point press on for progress press on for progress when you press it out there you got to make progress as we press on for progress this one thing forget and strain forward this one thing forget and strain forward this one thing uh, even in the, over in the book of Psalms in the 27th Psalm David said you know this one thing do I desire of the Lord to, to dwell in his temple to inquire in his temple to, to be there and behold the beauty of the Lord this one thing in other words he said it's important it's a focus it's important so if you're going to press on you need to have a focus you want to press on with progress. You got to make progress in life. It's not about staying where you are or sitting still. We have to make progress in life. And as we press forward in life, we want to be able to move in a manner that God would have us move. He says, while you're walking this tedious journey, we want to make progress. As we move forward in God, we want to remember that God says what? I've given you life and life more abundantly. He says, I want this life to be good. I want this to be a grand life. Now, I know a lot of you are sitting there saying, well, my life is not that great. Well, what I'm trying to tell you is I can't always judge God by my experiences. I judge God by the word of God. And God says, I desire that you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. God says, I desire that you live a life and a life more abundantly. God says, this ought to be a fantastic journey. We have to have a level of expectation. We have to be thinking and pressing toward a mark. God says here that I want you to make progress. If you're gonna be lifting those weights, you ought to look a little different after a while. All right? Now, if you go into the gym, had a gym membership for three years, and you look the same. Anyway, let's move on to, let's move on, let's move on. We don't wanna talk about that. Press on with progress. As we move forward, we got to make progress. He says, he says right there in the scripture, when he talks about this in verse number 13, he says, look, I haven't taken hold of all of these things that I'm talking about, but one thing I do, I forget. See, Paul says, I'm not going to live on my laurels. I'm not going to, I know who I am. I am the chief apostle, okay? I am the top guy. I know who I am. I'm a big bad dude, but guess what? I'm not gonna worry about that. Guess what, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. 
Hey, sometimes we have to stop living on what we've done. I know you taught Sunday school for 10 years. I know you used to go out and feed the homeless. I know that you've been to the prison before. I know that you used to do all of these great things. I know at one time you used to be the number one person on your job. I know that at one point in life, you would be the main person in your neighborhood everybody came to. But where are you now? Where are you now? Are you moving forward? Are you still looking back? See, when you look at this scripture, he's not just talking about forgetting those things that we did negative in life. That's what most people want to look at in this scripture. But you have to look at what he talks about earlier. When he talks earlier about who he is and all the things that he has acquired and all the accolades, what he's saying is, I am forgetting those things that I accomplished because I want to get better in Christ Jesus. I want to get closer to God. I want to be more like Jesus. I want to get better. If I pray one hour, I want to now pray two hours. If I read one book out of the Bible, I want to now read two books out of the Bible. If I go to church once a month, maybe I can bring it up to twice a month. You know what I'm saying? God is saying that I want to press forward. And Paul says, I forget those things behind me, and then I make some effort to go forward because I want to progress. I want to get better. I want to get better. Press on for progress. Well, look, real quick, let's talk about our second point. Our second point goes from verse number 10. And he says, I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. He says, what? Press on with passion. Press on with passion. And when I press on with passion, I'm, all I'm saying is I want to know him. I want to know him. I want to know Christ Jesus. I don't want to just talk about Jesus. I don't want to just talk about God. I don't want to just say I've heard about him. I don't want to be able to just tell you some of the scriptures and make you think that I know about him. I want to say that I know him. I've got relationship with him. I want to spend time with him. In this same chapter earlier, Paul said in verse number eight, he says, he said, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. The surpassing worth, the excellency of knowing Christ Jesus. I want a relationship. I want to be so close with him that I can feel him. I want to be able to feel the stripes that he took. I want to feel his suffering. I want to be like Jesus. I want to be able to stand up in who I am. God said I'm a mighty man of valor. That's who I want to be. Paul said I got to get closer because I want to be like Jesus. I want to know him. I want to do it with passion. I'm not just lazy, laissez-faire, flipping it through the word of God. I want to know him with passion. The Bible talks about walking circumspectly. It talks about walking with a, a particular manner. It talks about walking where you're taking attention, paying attention to what you're doing. It talks about walking with a desire. The Bible talks about in that walking circumspect, it talks about being careful, being exact, being strict, being distinct about what you're doing. The Bible wants us to think about what we are doing and press on with passion. You've heard the scripture in Hebrews when it says uh, about faith, it said that God's a rewarder of those who what? Diligently seek him. Diligently seek him. In other words, put forth an effort to seek the word of God. And so after we look at this, press on. We're going to press on. Not only are we pressing on for progress and pressing on with passion. That brings us to our last point. We want to press on with purpose. In the 14th verse, it says, I press on toward the mark to win the prize. 
for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. See, I press, I'm pressing. I'm a press on with a purpose. See, you're not just out there taking a walk. You're not just doing this just to be doing this. I'm not, look, I'm not talking about calling people on the phone, Elder Perry, just so people can talk about who I am. I am doing this with a purpose. I am doing this because I'm concerned about somebody else. I want to be a help to you and not a hindrance. Why? Because the goal is to win the prize. I got to have a goal. Do you have a goal in life? Are you just out there running the race and not knowing what the goal is? You might have you passed the line. You don't know where the goal is? Have you shot your shot at the basket? Do you know where the goal is? The goal is to win the prize. And the prize is to be like Christ Jesus so that you too can be that resurrected person that Christ called you to be. The goal is to be like Christ Jesus so you can be a help to somebody else. You want to be a benefit. And all of this is so that you can press on. That's why, that's what's going to help you get out of the bed tomorrow. That's what's going to help you get off of the sofa. That's what's going to help you go back to work. That's what's going to help you check on your family. That's what's going to help you look out for those other people that have less than you. Because of the fact that, guess what? You know that you can press on. Because you got a purpose. And your purpose is to win the prize. You, I want to be like Jesus. I want to have relationship. I want to know him. I want to be just like him. I don't want to be just talking about him. I want to be like him. We have to learn to be serious about this thing. Yes, it's radical Christianity. That's okay. Jesus must have been pretty radical for him to go around saving those souls and touching those lives and healing people. I want to be able to press on with a purpose, and that purpose is to win the gold. I want to be like Jesus. I want to know him. So this morning, we have talked about pressing on for progress. We've pressed on with progress. We've pressed on with passion. We pressed on with purpose. And our final thought in verse 16 is we have to live up to what God's already done for us. In that verse 16, it says, let us live up to what we have already attained. In other words, Christ has already done some things for you. I know you don't have everything you want. I know he hasn't answered all of your prayers. But guess what? Be thankful for it. I was talking to a young man on the phone the other day, and he said, you know what? This might be a little PC job I got, but I'm grateful. <laughs> and when he said that, that hit me in my heart. He says, oh, it's just a little PC job, but I'm grateful that I have this job. God has poured into us those things which he's given you. Share those things. Those things that you know. Tell somebody else. God wants you to live up to what you've already attained. And then Paul says, guess what, if you, if you got a problem with that, because I know some of you may be thinking a little bit differently, he said, take that up with God, because God will make it clear to you. God will make it clear to you. If you aren't sure who you are, if you aren't sure where you need to be, if you aren't sure where you're going, if you don't know how to move forward, you got to be able to take it up with God. God said, I desire that you prosper and be in good health. God says, I want you to be better today than what you were yesterday. So as we come to this point, this moment, as our, as our praise and worship team gets ready to come, we want to stop today and tell you that we got to get ready to move forward. We've got to move forward. We've gone through a couple of years of struggles. We've gone through a couple of years of pain. We've seen the struggles. I'm not saying the pandemic is over, but it's time for us to press forward. It's time for us to get our lives together. 
It's time for us to wake up. I'm not making light of your situation. I know it's hard. But try to do a little more today than what you did yesterday. If you could only just, just, if I can't just get up and just do something, if I could just wash the dishes today, I'm going to take a celebration, hallelujah, because yesterday I couldn't wash. If I can't, if I can't walk but so far, if it hurts my legs to get up, God, if I could just make it 10 feet, hallelujah, I did something, progress, progress. If I can't get up, if, if I just can't sleep through the night, God, you told me over in Proverbs that you will bless me when I lay down at night that my sleep will be sweet, God. I'm claiming it, God, so I can sleep tonight. Oh, if I can't make it, if I'm, if, if I'm having these nightmares and these dreams, God, I'm going to remember that you told me in your word that you, guess what, I don't have to be afraid of any sudden fear. So I'm talking to somebody out there today that you're having a tough time, and I know you are, but you can press on because you can. God makes a way for you. And in this song by Hezekiah Walker moving forward, he tells us, he says, I need you, Jesus. I need you, Lord. He said, I need you, Jesus. I need you, Lord. And I'm not going back. I'm moving ahead. I'm here to declare to you, my past is over. I'm in you. All things are made new. Surrender my life to Christ. And I'm moving forward. And I'm moving forward. I'm moving forward. Moving forward. Press on. Because you can. Moving forward. Moving forward. Moving forward. Moving forward. Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Lord. Oh, I'm moving forward. Not going back, I'm moving ahead. I'm here to declare to you, my past is over in you. All things are made new. Surrender my life to Christ. I'm moving, moving forward. Yeah, yeah. 
altar is open. If you want to still make your way to the altar and spread out a little bit, there's still room at the altar. For those of you here that want to come to the altar, you can do that. For those of you that are listening by the internet, for those of you that are watching us this morning, give us a call. 1-888-776-1238. We have clergy available now that are on the phone lines that will pray with you. They are here to hear you out. They're here to pray with you. If you can't make it to the phone line, if you're watching on Facebook, watching on the website, Click on that link that says next step. Click on that next step and let us know that you made a commitment, you made a decision for Christ Jesus. Because all of these things that I've talked about today, they matter not if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. We have to remember that Christ Jesus came and he died for us. He rose again with all power in heaven and earth in his hand. And that same power works inside of us. We can press on. And the main reason why we can press on is because Christ Jesus has given us a new life. But if you have not accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you need to do that today. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till next week. That is an immediate decision that you need to pray about and accept Christ into your heart today. So if you're here in the sanctuary and you want to accept Christ or you want to become a member of the church, you want to be baptized, you want an additional prayer, there are clergy at the back door waiting to call, waiting to talk with you. Meet them at the back. If you're on the internet, click on the next step card. So when I get to the end of this prayer, you can see the clergy in the back. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we just thank you, Lord God, for your word today. God, we thank you that you're a great God. Because God, in you all things become new. God, we are grateful, Master, that you have decided long time ago that we could be mighty, mighty people of God in you. God, help us to reach out to you. Help us to press forward. Help us to move forward. Help us to press on. Help us to strain, Lord God, to be better in our life today than when we were yesterday. God, help us, Lord, to reach out to you because we know that without Christ Jesus in our lives, 
we can do nothing. God, we need you in our lives. So there might be someone here today, might be somewhere out there listening today, God. Meet them where they are, Lord God. Meet their need, Lord. Be there for them. And then put people around them, Lord God, that will be a help and not a hindrance. Put people around them that will point them to you, Jesus Christ. God, we thank you so much, and we bless your wonderful name. For it's in Christ Jesus' name we pray and give thanks. Amen. Amen. You may return to your seats, but if you want to give your life to Christ, if you want to be baptized, want to be a member of the church, please see the clergy in the back. We thank you so much. In the name of Jesus. Come on, all the worshipers, come on. If you're a worshiper, come on and worship God. Do me a favor, stand to your feet wherever you are and just lift those hands. Oh. Press on. Press on. One more time. Everybody, come on, lift those hands so you may all. If you're worshiping, higher to net. Listen, as we stand, we're preparing to leave, but such an awesome word. Would you give God a hand of praise for it? Come on, Elder Jeffrey Scott powerful word. Would you bless God for the men's day choir? Amen. Listen. Press on because you can. I was listening to that message and God dropped the message in my spirit. Pastor Lawson. In fact, it messed me up. I got to go home and work on it today. Today is called straining forward. And God says sometimes going forward ain't easy. But it pays off. Amen. And so I want you to press on. Do what the message says today and press on. Listen, before we have the benediction, I want to just challenge us again and thank you for the vision offering. At the beginning of this year, we implemented, we introduced a concept called vision offering. $7 a week, every week for a year. $7. And we said no special offerings, no anniversary offerings, no Pentecost offering, no special Father's Day, Mother's Day offering, uh, $7 a week. And it will fund all future ministry expenses. And the critics said, even in my own head, how can you do it? But God has made a way out of no way. God has sent offerings from all over the country. Deacon Simmons, all over the country. Just last week, someone who I did not even know sent a special offering of $500 from California and says, we sow into the vision. Someone the week before sent an offering of $1,600 all towards the vision. God says, I told, here's what I told the critics. The critics said $7 is not a lot. I says, but you forget who's doing the multiplying. <laughs> $7, maybe $7, 
but multiplied by millions, it can make a difference. Amen. God does the multiplying and he would do it in your life. So thank you for sowing that seed. Every dime, every penny, none of that will ever be spent for operations. Not one dime will ever be spent to pay a light bill or to pay a salary. All of it will be used for ministry. All of it will be used to further the kingdom on this earth. And we say thank you. Amen. This Sunday represents the last Sunday in June. A half a year is already done. And God has been good. Amen. Are you glad that you're still here? You've made it halfway through 2021. And we say thank you. So, so that's it. And then finally, let me announce that starting next Sunday, the first Sunday in July. And I do realize, somebody said, do you realize that that's July 4th? And I responded, well, is God still God on July 4th? Is he still good? I don't know about you, but I'm going to worship God before the cookout. Amen. Before I do anything else. And so we invite you to come back. But second phase of return to worship, you do not have to notify us. You don't have to go online. You don't have to make any calls. Tell anybody who felt like they could not notify us. It did not. You don't have to notify us. And here's the big one. If you've been fully vaccinated then it is your choice whether you want to wear a mask or not. Amen. Fully vaccinated. And I said to the church earlier this morning, we're not checking your vaccination cards. You don't have to show us a scan on the phone. Well, how do you know if they've been vaccinated or not, Pastor? I trust the Holy Ghost in them. And somebody said, well, what if they don't have the Holy Ghost? I trust the Holy Ghost in here. Amen to believe that nobody's going to come here and lie to the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so, if you feel comfortable starting next Sunday, it's your choice. We encourage you to continue to wear your mask. If you're comfortable doing that, we will still have social distance. But as we gradually return uh, to pre-COVID worship, uh, these are just two steps that we've taken. Thank you so much for trusting us. Thank you so much for trusting the process. Special thanks to Deacon Marlon Walters and the committee of those who've worked so hard to put all of this uh, together. And thank you for your courtesy. Thank you for your courtesy. I just want to, I know I got to go, but I just want to let you know that there were some folk who didn't believe that folk could be this courtesy. Some had even taken a bet on how many fights may break out over people that want to sit where they want to sit or where would they want to sit and so far maybe i'm talking too soon so far you have been really nice and really good give yourselves a hand amen call a neighbor call a friend call a family member tell them there's no excuse not to come back church is open and thank you if you want to continue to view virtually we encourage you to do that absolutely no pressure uh, we're not judging success by how many people are in the seats. We're judging it about how many people receive the word of God. Amen. So thank you to our virtual audience. We will always be connected. We will always worship together. Come on, brothers, take us out. All the worshipers again, you may Anybody know that you can press on? Uh.
Everybody, you become the choir. Everybody, come on. Lift those hands. Any worshipers over here? One more time. All the worshipers you the brothers we invite you back on Tuesday night for the men we invite you back if you like we are taking out the Tuesday night elder Terry Thomas uh, to elder Jeffrey Scott's family his beautiful daughter and grands thank you so much for being here we are certainly praying for our dear sister uh, Jackie his wife such an awesome woman of God God bless you as we lift those hands now may the grace of God the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rests with us, abide with us, walk with us, talk with us all week long. And Lord, as you remind us, as you have through the awesome word that we've got to press on, we've got to go forward even though it's a strain, we are going forward because you've challenged us to do so. Bless Elder Jeffrey, uh, bless his family, his wife. Continue to anoint him as he leads this men's ministry. I thank you for his awesome spirit. Thank you for the men at Bible Way, such an awesome group of faith walkers, Lord. Thank you because this is only the beginning. As we accept the challenge as a ministry to go forward. We ask that we do it in your name. In your name we pray. And everybody that loves the Lord said amen. Amen. Come on, choir. Everybody, God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Uh, see you next week. See you Sunday. We'd like to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. If you desire prayer, please call 1-888-776-1238. There are many safe, secure, and easy ways to give to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. Online giving is available to both members and guests through my connections at bwcar.org. You can choose to give through your bank, checking, debit, or savings account. You can give via our mobile giving app by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to 73256. You can mail your check to P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations will also be accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. If you feel as if this service was a blessing to you, or if you are moved by the message in any way, please be sure to share with your family and friends. For additional announcements and for more information, be sure to visit our website. That's bwcar.org.